Welcome to Running on Tap. I'm Jacqueline. And I'm Kyle. How'd that go? <laughs> Kyle makes it look easy to open his beer for sound effects every week, uh, but I have some on my eyebrow. Yeah. Right? I'm, I saw it going everywhere. It like squirted somehow. What are we drinking today, Kyle? Uh, we are drinking from uh, Right Proper Brewing, a uh, brewery in Washington, D.C. Hashtag drink local. Hashtag drink local. Uh, Today, I'm drinking the Right Proper Raised by Wolves. It is uh, my favorite beer from Right Proper. It's a dry hopped uh, pale ale. It is, um, look at that, hey, nice pour. There you go. Uh, this is definitely, it's a, it's, a, it's, it's a hoppy beer. It's a little bit less hoppy than the one I had last week. It's, uh, it's got the nice cloudy uh, look, look to it, that, it I, that I really like. Um, it's just, it's kind of. A little more juicy, a little more citrusy, uh, kind of a pale ale, and it's really, really good. Um, how about you? What, do you? what are you drinking? I am drinking a Diamonds Fur Coat Champagne. It is a dry hopped Berliner Weiss style ale with elderflowers and grapefruit peel. I am a big fan of this one. It's quite good. I it had a little is, sip of it yesterday. It is sort of a, a more sour uh, wheat that I like a lot. Not my favorite right proper beer, just because we've been to their brewery for dinner before, and I've had some fantastic beers that are only on tap there. But in terms of beer that I can get in a can, this is definitely my favorite. For sure. It's quite a nice can, too. It is. We also had a great, we got a large bottle from them as well with our order that we had the other day. Yeah. It was like a white white, white bicycle. bicycle. Something like that. Some sort of, it's like a, another wheat beer. Or yeah. Whatever. It was really good. It was really good. Yeah, right proper solid stuff. We love it. They have great Brussels sprouts in the menu. Yep. We can't wait to get back at some point. At some point and, uh, and get, eat there in their lovely brewery once again. Uh, and this is another, another example of our attempts to keep patronizing our, well, patronizing, not patronizing. We're not talking down to them. We're, we're, we're buying things <laughs> from them. Uh, uh, from our, our local our local breweries that that, uh, that make wonderful beer here in Washington D.C. as uh, businesses continue to struggle. And thank you to the local breweries for delivering. We got Staying some beer open. delivered Friday afternoon from Right Proper, and it just makes it super easy to social distance while also supporting businesses and and drinking really well. Absolutely. Uh, so, Jacqueline, how did your week go? Let's talk about uh, this past week a little bit. Uh, my week was okay. I didn't run as much as I intended. Uh, I got I got in. I actually got in a really really good three mile run uh, on Tuesday, where I was just like running fast and feeling great and super happy. Uh, mileage wise, I think I only ran like eleven miles this week, which is my lowest mileage week quite some time uh, in a really long time. We we both decided that instead of running long this weekend, we were going to tackle a different kind of marathon. And that is cleaning our apartment. A Harry Potter marathon. <laughs> and a Harry Potter marathon. Yeah. Uh, so we had sort of a lazy weekend and didn't run, which was really fun. Yeah, it's been lovely. I mean, yeah. we, we definitely, we were supposed to, uh, we're recording this on Sunday. Saturday was kind of a gray, gross day outside, and uh, we had lots of cleaning projects and... Uh, some new furniture we wanted to put together. So we were like, oh, this seems like a great idea, great day to skip these runs. And also, on our weekends here in the, the age of corona, we are sleeping until yeah. real. I mean, it's, we're, uh, we're sleeping away half the day. When I feel we, like I'm in college again. When you don't have much to do, we don't wake up until, we don't get out of, out of bed until noon it's or so. So, nice. so it's, I mean, there's nothing to do. So uh, we, 
basically left yesterday. We're looking at it and we're like, well, we'll skip today. Could use a day off. I and wasn't then planning to run yesterday. I was, and I <laughs> decided that it was a great day to skip. And then with the with the intent on today being today being a lovely day, and uh, and then going out during my long run. But as we laid on the couch and the hours tick by, we decided uh, decided against it. Uh, so yes, I have run less this week than I planned, but it's been sort of a night. I got in all the weekday runs I wanted to get in. Like it's been it's been a nice. Uh, the runs I've had were nice, even though the mileage was not super, super long. Um, and I downloaded the Peloton app this week, which is doing a 90-day uh, free trial. You don't have to put a credit card in. And I did one of their yoga workouts, and I loved that. So I made good on one of my goals to do go. sort of more classes and stuff other than running around the apartment. So I feel good about that. Really excited to tackle a few more of their workouts this coming week. Uh, and to get back to running a little bit longer. But this was a nice break for me. Yeah, yeah, it sounds really nice. Uh, this, How about you? This week was uh, it was a good week uh, for the most part. I uh, started off, I did some short, shorter runs in the beginning of the week because the weather was kind of crappy, and then uh, had a nice eight-mile run on Thursday that was really quite beautiful. Um, I am... I had nipple chafing for the first time in a long time on, uh, I forget if it was Tuesday or Wednesday. You went out without your undershirt. I went out without an undershirt because I was only going for three miles. I feel like everybody develops their own system, but mine is generally that uh, when it's less than, I'm going less than five miles on a run, I don't really need to wear a compression shirt to protect my nipples. So I went out for a three-mile run just up around Capitol Hill on Tuesday when it was raining and Something about the direction of the wind and the water just uh, got my shirt pressed up against me, and I am just now feeling a little bit better. Every I would feel better, and then the the runs would go on another run, and it would hurt again. Uh, you know, and maybe nipple chafing isn't uh, the most like wonderful thing to talk about in a podcast, but it's something that we all experience at one time or another in the in running. Haven't. Well, except for, if you, most men have experienced at one time or <laughs> I another. I everywhere else. Yes, that's very true. Uh, so I, um, you know, that, that, was, that was unfortunate, but uh, had some lovely runs on Thursday and Friday in nice, in nice weather, and uh, then, like I said, skipped the last two days. I think I might go for, you know, my long run on Monday instead because, um, you know, I just want to get the miles in, but, and it's supposed to be nice tomorrow too, so we'll see. But uh, it was this. It, it was one of those weekends where, after three straight weeks of thirty plus miles, I was like, you know, went twenty some. I think I went twenty three miles this week, and I was like, this is pretty good. I'm I'm good without uh, out doing a long run. So yeah. Uh, but overall, pretty good. Uh, it's it's getting to a difficult part of the year for me, uh, which we were discussing a little bit before we started recording. Um, I I'm not. I love springtime, but running in springtime is way difficult. Um, it's I, I find that in the wintertime, my you know the, the breathing is easy. There, you know, I know you, dis, you since you are asthmatic, you have this a, a little yeah, bit different. Like, I don't love breathing in the cold air, but for for me, it's like my, it's it's usually clean air and uh, and it's easy easy to breathe and like you know it, my my speeds go up uh, and it's it's great. And then uh, this time of year, once the, the 
trees start flowering and all the, all the plants start coming back to life and it's warmer, it is just a little bit tougher for me to breathe into. Uh, you know, I, I have seasonal allergies, so this is when they really start to hit me. And it's getting to that point where um, I've had to really consciously think about easing off during runs and um, monitoring how I'm breathing and that kind of thing because it's just it's becoming a little bit more difficult. I know that's something that you don't really experience that much. Yeah, it's not. I I mean, I think as it starts to get warmer, I, I feel it. Like, I had a run the other day, and I was really struggling, and I was like, why? And it was like 75. And I'm like, it's going to get a lot hotter than this, but it's definitely, you know, a departure. So I feel like I feel the temperature change. I don't feel like my allergies typically bother me. I mean, I'll get like the runny eyes, and I mean, my nose runs whenever I run. Right. Winter, spring, summer, fall. Uh, but I definitely don't experience the same sort of breathing difficulties in the spring that you talk about. Yeah, it's something that I've had to, I, like I first really realized um, after running my first half marathon, which was in the beginning of March. Mm -hmm. And then, at, you know, toward the end of that month, I felt like I was in really great shape and really doing well. And then I still remember this run and went out, uh, this was, this was uh, at the end of April. And it was one of the first like 80 degree days. And I went, to, went out to do a 10 mile run and I made it four miles before I just got to, uh, it got to a point where I could cut back to my apartment. And I just thought about, how I, I was just struggling to breathe and walking. And like, I was in, I was in really great shape. And it just seems like this time of year, something switches for me and it just makes it, you it's really start to ease off and go slower and have to, um, you know, deal with a lot more fatigue than I feel during the winter. And so it's, we're in a, it's a tr time of transition for me at the moment. So does it get better for you in the summer or do you pretty much deal with this until it starts getting cold again? Pretty much just start, like, it get the latter. I start, I, I deal with it until it gets cold. Um, basically, I basically feel like I have two speeds. Like I have winter speed and I have like summer speed mm -hmm. and, or like cold weather speed and warm weather speed. And like, uh, you know, like I'm... Not a you know a very fast mile by any stretch of imagination, but like I'll usually in the winter be running around like between eight thirty and eight forty uh, minute miles, and I find in the summertime and that and that's comfortable for me. Like I can just mm -hmm. keep that I can keep that pace, um, you know, pretty consistently across long runs. And I have found that in the summertime I really need to ease off till more around nine minutes, nine fifteen, uh, if not. You know, you know, as it gets warmer you know, here in D.C., it gets really, really hot. Right. Uh, you know, the, those can get slowed down until nine and a half minute miles, that kind of thing. Uh, so I've, I've definitely had to adjust. Like, this is the time of year, I feel like, where I'm, um, I'm kind of adjusting down. I'm ratcheting down my speed to make mm -hmm. sure, like, I can get to a more consistent level where uh, I can go for a five-mile run and not, like, hate myself and want to die afterward, which is something that really... Uh, you know, around the beginning of March and the middle of March right now, I'm still very much getting, I get, I get to the end of those runs, I'm exhausted because I think I'm running the same pace that I have been or the same effort that I have been, but it's, um, it's not quite, it's not quite there. My, my legs just quite aren't, aren't quite there. Do you also find that your speeds change at Orange Theory with the seasons? Or when you're, you know, inside in a climate-controlled area, do you find that you can run the same? I can find, I run the same when I'm in Orange Theory. Hmm. It's usually, I, I, but like, at Orange Theory, I have usually found that I dial, like, I'm not running an eight and a half minute mile when I'm at Orange Theory. Because I'm trying to also save myself for right. the, the other various physical activities that we have. Um, you know, I don't want to 
blow all my energy on the treadmill, which I generally like to do at the beginning of class, the first, the first block. So I don't want to blow it all there. Uh, so I kind of go for a more like around a nine minute mile pace. And that's pretty consistent throughout the year there. And it's, but it is air conditioned. It's got a little bit more, um, got the fans on and that kind of thing. I have water and, you know, it's a little bit more of a controlled environment than it is when you're running outside. And you're, you're supposed to slow down when it gets hotter. It's like, how, it's a lot of, a lot of seconds per mile for every like five degrees above whatever. Those are, those are stats yes, for you. Yes, that's, that's um, our professional running. And so, through. I mean, I definitely slowed down in the summer, but that feels different from you saying that like you can't catch your breath in the spring. Well, I think, I think part of it is, and, and you have told me this before, and that, that, and the, when it gets hot out, I need to slow down. Mm-hmm. I need to, and I, uh, I think I just have this, you know, the, the beyond like the natural man, being a man, hard headedness that I have, but also like the competitiveness that I have. It's like, no, I don't need to. Like I will. That this is this is the pace I run. And um, for me, because I've only been really running seriously for about five years, my experience has been a lot of like continuous improvement, right? Yeah. Like I started off running and I ran 11 minute, 10 and a half minute miles. And over the, you know, then I got, got faster, got faster, got faster, got faster. And so any sort of, uh, regression or what I, what I see as regression is, is tough. And like, it really went, you know, in my, the first time I experienced this, I would go, I, w- I started off in the beginning of 2016 running 10 and a half minute miles. And by the end of it, I was running nine minutes. By the end of 2016, I was running nine minute miles. By the end of that first half marathon, I was running eight, eight and a half, eight, 20, you know, uh, miles. And so to go, you just have that linear mm-hmm. progression. And then suddenly you're like, you're running at what you thought is your new pace. You just, this is just, this is just what I do. And suddenly it's, um, your body tells you no, and right. that you can't do that right now. So it's a, and it's something that I need to relearn every year because right now I'm going through the, the so-called regression period and I need to slow down. And then at the end of the summer in the fall, you know, you start getting faster again. You start yep. getting faster, getting faster through the winter. And, and, you're, and again, after six months of running like that, you're like, this is my pace. This is mm-hmm. when I run. Sorry if you hear these sirens yeah, outside. Yeah, city living. It's wonderful. Uh, so I, I think fighting against all of that is tough. And having to, and I'm trying to very much approach it this year with a uh, different mindset. Hopefully everything's okay. Uh, with a different mindset of like, this is this is just the pace you run at, and it's okay. Like it's it, like it's, it is fine. And you, what's more important is enjoying the run, right? As opposed to, um, you know, enjoying you know, as opposed to just looking at my watch at the afterward and being happy with the pace I ran. Like I'd like to have fun. I really feel when I started running, I experienced the same sort of linear progression where like all of a sudden I was like running nine minute miles and it was great. Uh, And then I feel like training for the marathon slowed me down so much because we were running in the heat. I was like in the physical therapist every week. I was just like hurt and miserable. And like, I mean, you have to slow down to go farther, obviously. So I was doing these long runs. I just felt like I got slow and I like never recovered from that really. Like I would go out and be like, oh, I'm just running like 10, 30, 11 minute miles. Not until like recently, like now, I'm like, like the run I had Tuesday, I went out and like ran three miles, like a 9.30 pace. Right. And I was like, I feel like I'm like getting back 
to my old self as a runner. I think it's because like I trained for the marathon, so like I have that fitness, but now you know I'm not running it, so I'm just doing doing shorter runs. And it's I've actually been feeling really good. And I I thought because it was really kind of depressing and demoralizing. I was like, oh, you know, I got faster, I got faster. And now I'm just going to like see slug for the rest of my life. Right. So it's, I mean, and like everything in life, I feel like you go through periods of upswing and periods of right. downswing. Um, but I have been running slow for a number of years and I am hoping that I am going to be in an upswing and, and put that behind myself because I look at some of the PRs I ran and I'm just like, how? It feels untouchable now. So hopefully this year, if races start happening again, yeah, if they do, yeah. be able to, to at least make a run at some of those. I oh, know we've had many conversations and you've, like, where you've talked about, like, can I go back and PR? Uh, my, you know, I beat my half marathon PR. You know, I'm, and, and you'll be like, well, I'm running at much slower speeds than I was then. But I, I think it is, and it's something that uh, I had to learn and I'm, you know, and I relearn every year that like uh, progress isn't linear, mm-hmm. and and neither is regression. Really, like you're not going to be like getting progressively slower your entire life. You're, you, it, it does come and go in waves. So like, I think that you know, it is cool that you're. It's cool to watch you going through, like, coming back from a run right now and seeing like the look on your face when you're like, I went, I went, uh, you know, a, a minute and a half per mile faster than I did uh, two months ago or whatever it is. So. Uh, you know, I think that, you know, you can definitely get back to, get back to where you were. If, mm-hmm. if I, if I can, uh, learn, learn how to slow down and pace myself a little bit better, I think you can also learn how to, how to ramp back up. I love listening. Uh, one of my favorite running, obviously not my favorite running podcast. This is my this, favorite this running is podcast. This the, 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 our favorite running uh, podcast. But obviously. another one I listen to all the time is Marathon Training Academy. And the woman in that, her marathon PR stood for like years. Right. And then she just broke it recently. Like, I don't know. I feel like I've also, like, have this sense of, like, oh, like, as you get older, it's just not going to happen anymore. But she, like, is touching, like, touching and beating these times that she set years ago, which is cool to see. I mean, she's in her 40s and is is setting new PRs. Right. So it's really inspirational. And so much of PRs and, you know, like, like running great races depends on the day, mm-hmm. too. Like, you know, uh, how just how you feel or how the weather is, like... I, when I ran my 10-mile PR last fall, uh, the Army 10-miler, I had no intention of going out and PRing that day until, like, the, until like the night before. I was Those like, are the best ones, yeah. though. Right? Like I, I, think I, I think the night before, I was, you were like, what time were you trying to run? I'm like, well, I, I know my PR is around this, so I'm going to try and get there. Because I was in the midst of marathon training, so mm-hmm. I, felt, I, I was feeling very strong. Uh, and then uh, the, the day came, and it was overcast and it was cool and it was just a great day to race and I was flying I like and I, I think I beat it by three or four minutes or something like yeah. that like so it was, it was a great day like and that but like I didn't really know like I was still deciding how I wanted to run the race as I took the right. metro over there and then uh it took until I was really amped up from almost being late to uh to get to run off some of that excess energy so yeah I think that it's um you know, it, like it's such a mind, it's such a it's mm-hmm. a mind game. It's the mind the the mind game of running is um, so much. You know, speed is not always just like what your body can do. It is right. what, what you're what you've set set out that day to do. I, I I mean, you know, my my half marathon PR was a similar experience to that. I had kind of ch- said I, I really wanted to break two hours, so I had been at two starting lines before being like, okay, like I'm gonna I'm gonna do it today. I'm gonna do it today. 
One day it was monsooning and yeah. the weather was terrible, didn't even come close. Another time I had like serious stomach issues out on the run. I think I ran like a 213. Like it was not even close. So I was doing the half marathon down in Disney a few years ago and was like, you know, I, I've had two bad races in a row. I'm like not feeling like I just want to go out and enjoy myself and sort of learn to love the half marathon distance again. And kind of felt that way until mile like four or five when I caught up with the two hour pace group and was like, oh, I'll just run with them and, and went out and, you know, ran a 158. So, and I, I don't know, it was part of me feels like it was so much more special because I like didn't amp myself up for it. Right. Like it just happened and it was super beautiful and so exciting. Yeah. Maybe what we're learning here is that running is more fun when it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> like running, yeah. You run the best when, you, when, when it's fun out. Seriously. As opposed to, like, I think that's, uh, I, I was really happy with, like, last year I trained for uh, Dr. Banks Marathon through the summer, and I managed to keep my, you know, I, I kept my pace low-ish, like, in, like, like around 9.15 or not, like, it, between 9 and 9.30 uh, on my longer runs, and, like, I realized that that was really a good zone to be in, and I felt great there, and it was enjoyable. I remember, like, running a, tw I had a 20-mile run that I really had fun with, and, like, that's something that was unheard of the first couple of marathon uh, training, you know, cycles that I went through. So uh, I think that that's maybe that's the um, the lesson I'm learning right now too is that like it's not necessarily about um, you know I have to I have to I have to learn that you know, each year at this time that uh, if your body is being overstressed when you're going out for a run it becomes less fun and you yeah. don't want to do it as much which is also why it's important to take off days like we are today. I also used to feel like races were fun because I wanted a new PR. And I just feel like I haven't PR'd a race in a while. Like I do races because it's fun to get out and run with people and brunch with friends after when you get to like go to the expo before you get a new medal. Like for, I mean, I'm, I'm sure there will be races that I, you know, PR in the future and like take seriously. But for me, like, the racing experience is just very different, especially like now that I have you and you run and that some of our close friends run. Like I really enjoy sort of the social aspect of it more. It, I don't feel like a race was like a waste if I didn't PR. Like it's just a fun thing to do. Right. Well, and speaking of races, let's talk about uh, this is the first race weekend that well that was supposed to be a race weekend and is no longer. Race uh, day with no race. Race day with no race was yesterday. Um, I guess I'll, you were not not going to partake in this I was, run. Well, I was intending to spectate because you I was supposed to do my 20-mile run the day after and didn't want to run the half marathon. Exactly. So I was not signed up for this so one. So I'll describe how it was for me a little bit. Yeah. It, was a very, it was a very weird feeling waking up, sleeping in, and waking up at like 10 a.m. and realizing that, oh, like I was supposed to be finishing around now. Probably earlier, depending on... I forgot what time, I forgot what time the race started because... I have no idea. Didn't wasn't worth checking recently, but uh, it was it was weird feeling being like, well, today would have been so much more different, and uh, yeah. it was it's just it's been a you know the urgency has been taken out quite a bit. I was I remember I was running, I was doing a five mile run on Friday, and I was thinking, there's no way I'd be going out and doing this mm -hmm. if I had to if I was trying to PR my you know for a half tomorrow. Right. Uh, so it was, it's, it's a very weird feeling, and now we're kind of getting into what would have been the teeth of our racing schedule. We, uh, we would have done, uh, it was the Rock and Roll Marathon in D.C. Uh, this past weekend. 
It's uh, the Cherry Blossom 10 miler uh, that's coming up. So it's definitely a, you know, we're, I, I think we're, I'm trying not to think about it essentially. Like, yeah. I, like it's just best to put it out of my mind and put it out of our minds. Uh, it's tough when all the, like the notifications start going off on our phones, our, on right. our calendars saying, Hey, this is tomorrow. This is going to be, this is a fun day that you have planned tomorrow. Uh, so it's, a, it's, it's a disappointing time right now, but, uh, obviously we recognize that it's like, it's definitely the right thing to be doing. I also feel like I mean, I have no idea how I'm going to feel when I wake up the morning of the day that I should have been doing the marathon, but, like, part of me feels like I've already dealt with the emotions. Like, yes, this is the day the race should have happened, but I I feel, I mean, you got the notification that rock and roll was canceled weeks ago, so you've had a chance to sort of process, and it's not like the rug got ripped out from under you today. Right, and also... It's so hard. Yeah, and, and like, that's right. And also, like, it's something that... um, I mean, I wanted to PR, but like, it's it's okay. You know, I'm not really that I'm not that torn up about it. It's it's very different from the grieving process we've gone through with your marathon uh, being canceled because I did not have like I did not have the same emotional stakes at, at play. I you know I, I, I we ran a half marathon uh, a month ago, which is so it seems so weird now. Yeah. That seems like we got back from the Disney trip and the world had changed by the time we got back to work. Disney just, I mean, flying on a plane, running a race, running around a theme park, it just it feels oh, unfathomable. Very, very strange now. Uh, so like, I, it's not like, you know, I knew I could run a half marathon. I had gone through all the training and had the culmination already. Uh, it was just really trying to push, um, push my body and see how much like more I could do. Uh, so it's disappointing, but like you know, the race is being rescheduled. Hopefully, that will um, take place in the in the fall. Uh, the fall is shaping up to be a very busy running period, and as you know, lots of other events it seems like are going to be postponed in the fall. Let's hope that that all works out, and we all are able to do these fun things that we're putting off right now. I'm hopeful I will get to run it then. Yeah. Uh, because you know there won't be a twenty miler. Presumably, it's really interesting, and like you know, there's a lot of people who uh, were scheduled to run it this past weekend that aren't, and it was really interesting seeing uh, the process of like what you could do with your entry fee. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, rock and roll. Uh, my mom actually ran the very first rock and roll marathon in San Diego back in like 1998, and uh, back then it was just like one race in San Diego. And now it is incredible to see, um, and this kind of, this like email I got from them really rammed home how large and amazing this organization has become. All over the world. All over the world. Uh, I could have used my, uh, you know, if I couldn't run the DC, I think the the, the new half marathon is going to be in uh, November. Yep. If I couldn't do that, I could have transferred it to like Philly and Vegas and Montreal and all these places all around the country that uh like I could have transferred my um regist- you know, my registration to and it feels like that's an option that I think a lot of people a lot of people travel for these races. Mm-hmm. So uh you know maybe they aren't going to be able to run the DC one in November but they will be closer to I think Philadelphia is in is in September or yep. October something to that effect. So like they can do the Philly one instead. Uh so you know we're hoping selfishly for ourselves that uh, a bunch of those people take up that option or are not able to run so you can uh, buy registration and run it in November. They said they will reopen registration, which will be great. So that that will uh, definitely happen. Um, and I know I feel like 
kind of seeing the, the options that you got via email, it seems like Rock and Roll has really offered a lot of different options and handled it very well. But they are also like a big company. Right. Like they're they're not going to necessarily be bankrupt by people, you know, using it for different races. Or I mean, I, I feel like there are just a lot of like like cherry blossom. It's you know, a very they, different experience. They offered us the opportunity to defer it to to twenty twenty one to do to defer it to twenty twenty one. They did offer refunds, yep. or they said you could donate it. But that's like a really small nonprofit that puts on a race. And, and then they didn't make it. They didn't make it like explicit. There in no part of that email did they say like, please do not get a refund. Like it was really encouraged to um, to defer. Uh, into 2021 because it's an exclusive race anyway. Uh, right. But and so many people are deferring that it's going to be really hard to get really in the lottery. Really hard to get in next year. And, but also, like, this is something that, you know, I don't know if I read it, if, if they laid it out or if, um, you know, just through talking with other people, we, like, you know, kind of got this together. But, like, a lot of the money that has been spent, that they would be refunding people with for, 20, for 2020 race, it's already been spent right. because they had to get the permit. They had to get all the equipment, all the they have all the shirts uh, all already, the shirts all the shirts and medals and everything like that. All water, yeah, yeah, all the food, like all that stuff, um, is been, that money's money's gone. So like, there's going to be a lot of you know, I think with just like with a lot of businesses right now, there's yeah. going to be a lot of races that are going to have a hard time uh, going forward. You know, hopefully if uh, you know. That's why I didn't want to do a refund is because I do want there to be a cherry blossom run going forward. Yes. And I didn't, you know, so I, I chose to defer. I know you chose to defer as well. Yep. And like, love that race. It's a wonderful race. Um, it'd be really terrible if this really sudden recession or, you know, really such a sudden economic downturn, because uh, recession has a specific meaning, uh, that we're going through you know, brings down some things that were really, you know, some really cherished runs. And like, it's, it's, I think it's gonna be really hard for a lot of communities and a lot of places around the country that have smaller organizations that put on runs that happened every, happen every year. Mm -hmm. So we are, uh, you know, now we're going to come up on our second skipped or canceled race. The the cherry blossom is coming up this, uh, this, well, what would have been the cherry blossom is coming up this, uh, this coming weekend. And, uh, and we are planning to run it virtually. Yes, they, in addition to, you know, the deferral or refund options, they also are basically just saying do a free virtual run, like you've worked really hard, which I think is lovely. Um, As it stands right now, I know I was talking with another friend of ours who was planning to run it, who was like, it'd be really fun to just run on the course, but all those streets are closed. Yes. Uh, Thank you, all the cherry blossom gawkers who could not stay away from the beautiful trees but it's good to keep people safe so i don't know where we'll run it but we'll go out next weekend run 10 miles and then we're doing a virtual brunch with some of our friends who are also planning to run it so i think we are making the best of what would have been a fun race exactly what you were talking about before the race experience with this is one that we were really looking forward to because um a lot of our good friends were Mm -hmm. going to run this race a lot of people who are very close to us were either running their first 10-mile race or running the Cherry Blossom for the first time. And uh, it was going to be, our plan was to, to run with them and then to um, get together afterwards and have, you know, share, share a drink and a meal. And, and, we're going to do a big pasta dinner the night before. We were going to have a whole, a whole experience to, um, to commemorate this and you know, just to have this, the, the sense of community and the, you know, the, running, uh, the running community coming together uh, for these big shared experiences 
And so that's what's really heartbreaking about this is that like, especially for, you know, now we have, we lost out on uh, my opportunity to PR, your opportunity to run another marathon. And then this one is going to be, it, it was really tough because we're going to lose out on a really great weekend with a bunch of friends. So we're going to try yeah. and make the best of it as we can, uh, right. but uh, it'll be a little bit different. It will be, uh, but it'll hopefully still be fun. I feel like everything is just moving to Zoom right now, right? Zoom and Google Hangouts. So yep. I've done virtual ha happy hours, virtual hangouts. Now we're going to do a virtual brunch. Yeah, exactly. And I think, it, you know, it's, um, it's tough because it's not the same. It's not, you know, but like also it's giving opportunities to us to talk to people mm -hmm. and to hang out with people who are all in a group all at once that um, we haven't had the opportunity to do so with in either you know, many years or, or many yeah. months. Uh, so there, you know, it's, uh, it's a lot different. I think everyone's just scrambling to adjust and to do the best they can uh, you know, to keep from going crazy because uh, the world has changed. The world has changed so much in a month. It's mm -hmm. changed so much in three weeks that um, it is, we're, we're, you know, we're, so we're, we're like everyone else in that we're just trying to do the best that we can to keep... Um, Keep this special experience that we had, uh, you know, uh, in mind. Keep it together and to um, still have a great time next weekend. They said that they'll be either sending out, or if you're local, once it's over, you can pick up your T-shirts from this year too. Oh, nice! Which is you know, I'm a sucker for a good race T-shirt. Those the cherry blossom T-shirts are really nice. They are. I'm gonna wear one of my old ones for because I they have like you can upgrade to like a texture. I always do. Or so I, I did one year. But then they also, you can just get like a cotton t-shirt. Um, and so I have a cotton t-shirt from a few years ago that's really pretty that I'm already planning to wear for our brunch. Nice. And it's just a, it's just a wonderful race. And yeah, so we'll... we love it. We'll have to try and figure out uh, if, we're, if we're able to get along to any of the p parts of the course where they're... You know, actually, I think Peak Bloom is behind us now. It is. So maybe, you know, it, which is unfortunate. This is uh, when this race coincides with Peak Bloom. I've done it twice. It's not, it's definitely not a given every year no, with the timeline. it's usually later, yes. right? Yes. Yeah. But when it happens, it is just magic. It's wonderful. Uh, maybe if you follow us on Instagram, I, I, I did a run uh, not too long ago along Haynes Point when uh, one of the, the, it was right before Peak Bloom. It wasn't quite mm -hmm. Peak Bloom, but uh, the... The effect of like the cherry blossom trees coming over—it's like uh, a tunnel. It just looks like a tunnel of, of cherry blossoms, and it's really, really stunning and mm -hmm. beautiful. So we'll see if we can get out to any parts of the course that aren't blocked off by the national guard, because again, people couldn't keep their distance for long enough to block off uh, one of the most like major running arteries for us, which is just lovely. Uh, but you know, we're gonna have we're gonna have the best time we possibly can. Mm -hmm. So what are your, what are you thinking about this week? You know, what's your, what's your goal this week uh, coming up? I think I'm just gonna, I'm gonna take another week to just sort of run whenever I want. Uh, you know, I'll plan to run three times during the week, do some yoga, have the 10 mile run next weekend. And then after that, I think I'm gonna start the Peloton marathon training course. They have a mixture of like runs that they guide you through and strength workouts um and while I have no you know my eyes set on no marathon in the future 
the first six weeks of it peak at like a 10 mile long run. So it's all kind of good distances I'm happy with. And I think it'll provide some, some good structure. But I think I want to start that after cherry blossom. So this week I'll just, I mean, I've, I've read a lot about sort of the need for an off season. And I feel like not necessarily to like stop working out, but just to like not be quite so regimented and oh, like I got to gotta skip happy hour, got to wake up early, that sort of stuff. So I feel like the past three weeks have been sort of a nice break for me to go out and like I'll run 3.74 miles. Like I'll just run wherever I want, as far as I want, whenever I want. And it's been a nice little break. So my plan is to take another week of that and then after the race kind of get back to something a little more structured to get, not that I think I've lost a ton of fitness, but um, want to, you know, make sure I'm ready for our 10 mile race this summer. Um, hoping that, assuming that ahead, happens. Yeah. That's How good. about you? Uh, I, after taking, I think a, a, a little bit easier this week, went for one of my runs was a walk uh, and not really doing a, uh, a long run. I think I'm going to, you know, try and try and amp back up again and get some good distance, uh, go go out frequently depending on the weather, and to just, uh, you know, this is really, the runs really are like um, helping with just coping with all of this. Uh, it's a good time to be away from the news and from uh, the apartment. I love it here, but it is, uh, you know, we've. He's sick of me. I'm not never sick of you. Uh, <laughs> But I've just, I, I was thinking earlier today, like I've been in this in this apartment for better part of three days now. Like it's yep. just uh, so it's it's a, a really weird time to be alive and to be doing you know to be like uh, just existing in a city of all places too. So I think it's um, it's important to me to just uh, get out. I think I want to go around forty miles again this week, something to that effect, and to uh, you know keep keep improving and keep, uh, you know, making, making, making sure that I'm, I'm adjusting well into the more, you know, into the warmer part of the year and, uh, having fun. I want to, you know, just keep, want to make sure that this is enjoyable and not a chore. Uh, and when, mm-hmm. it, and the days that it does feel like, I think, you know, one of the nice things about yesterday, skipping yesterday's run was I did feel like, well, I had, I have put in enough work and, in, in you know, earlier on this week that like, if I don't feel like running today, I don't feel guilty about skipping it because yeah. it is, um, you know, the, I, I have I have worked hard. So uh, I just want to keep um, making sure I'm enjoying it and making sure that, like, I'm giving myself a good mental break through exercise mm-hmm. by getting out there pretty frequently. So, uh, yeah, that's that's really about it. Other than that, like, it's really tough to, you know, you know me, like, my uh, inclination a lot of times when I'm thinking about, like, what, I, what I'm... When I'm struggling to find like what's next, I'm like, well, let's run an ultra, or let's run, let's do a triathlon, or let's do, let's do this, let's do that. And when there is no, um, there are no events, and there are no foreseeable plans, like it is hard to um, really get that like single-minded focus that I really like to do. And so right now, it's just like, I'm, I'm you know, just kind of floating on the waves, man, and I like, try to try to enjoy life and see how it goes. <laughs> Yeah, I've, I felt like a similar way. I've been look because I'm like, I'm sort of feeling the itch to race again, which is why we had planned all these races for right. now, right? I knew right. I was going to. Um, and I, I love, you know, ramping up for spring. Spring racing season is my favorite. Fall is fine, but like, I love spring racing. Um, so this year is kind of a bummer, but I've been looking at like a lot of races, like 
anyway, I was like, oh, we can do this half marathon in California. Like, let's go out and do that. But even stuff later in the year, like, I'm not signing up for anything right now because right. the fact of the matter is we have no idea what the world's going to look like tomorrow or next month or next week. Like, I think it's just best to hold off right now. Yeah. But I've definitely been out, like, browsing on races, being like, oh, we could do this. We could do this. Right. I, know it's, I mean, it's the, the daydreamer in me that, like, likes to think about, like, oh, well, we could run this marathon or, like, do this, you know, do, do this, like, trail race or something to that effect. And to um, be living in a world where you're like, well, who knows when any of that stuff is going to come back. Yeah. Uh, it's, kinda, it's, it's just difficult to, um, to have any more centered ideas, any more set, centered focus than like, well, I want to go out, I want to kind of run, I want to kind of run this distance because it makes me happy. Mm-hmm. And uh, my goal is to stay sane, which, um, you know, I really do think that like, the structure that running gives and like the kind of how, how my days are, you know, in this time of like working from home, it'd be really easy to kind of do what we did. We've done this whole weekend, which yeah. is just like lay around and hang out. Yep. But like being able to run or be real you know, running is like, okay, I wake up, I eat breakfast. I know I need about an hour to digest before I go out for a run. So in that hour, I'm going to read a little bit and I'm going to do the dishes and I'm going to uh, clean up or something like that, you know, whatever I need to and then after that, I go run, and then I shower, then I eat lunch, then I go to work, and then I work, and then I'm done. And I still have this structure a little bit because, and it's all, all because of running, pretty much. Uh, and if I didn't have that, and if it was a little bit more, you know, uh, if it was unstructured, if it was just like you wake up and I, you have like you have some hours to kill until you run, or you know, for other people, it's you work and then you have hours to kill you until you go to bed. Uh, my mind, I don't know what I do. Like I, I think I it would be a lot harder for me to cope with this entire situation than it would be otherwise. I definitely agree. I have been running after work and I feel like it's been providing a similar structure. I'll like work and I'll run and then I make us dinner and then I've been baking a ton. And it's been, it's been really... Love stress baking. Really great for me. I love your stress baking. <laughs> I love your stress eating. Otherwise yes, we yeah. would be overrun <laughs> with baked And this goods. is also why we need to run because yeah. we're stress eating a lot. Uh, but no, I, I definitely agree with that. It's provided some good structure in days where like really you could just go from bed to desk and back yeah basically right and like I you know I, I think that like a lot of people it's good to see a lot of people are getting outside and they're doing something even if they're just just going for a walk or whatever people are being good people are generally being good about keeping their distance while they're being out and active yes um, and if you're one of those people who are walking on the street with the person who you're self-quarantining with and you're deciding to walk in the exact middle of the sidewalk, <laughs> uh, forcing people who are terrified of this to have to run around you into the bike lanes in the street or run through the mud around you. Like, you rethink, rethink how you're doing things because... Just be aware. You gotta social distance, man. Yeah. And there's a lot of... Because even, if, even if you're not worried about it, there's still a lot of people who are. Right. And I've noticed that more, you know, as I'm, as I'm running around the city, there is definitely, there are some people who move out of the way. There are many others who don't. And it's, um, you know, often incumbent on somebody to give that six feet. Right. So how was your beer? It was great. I really like this beer. It's, it's light. It's good for this time of year because it's not too light, um, but it still manages to be springy. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's pretty good. How was yours? Yeah, mine's, mine's great. It looks I mean, like I you it. liked it. It's mostly gone. It's mostly gone. I mean, I'm... 
one thing that I've learned from going to dinner with you and going out with you on, a, on regular occasions is that I am much better at like drinking and verb. I am drinking and focused. eating, drinking and talking, drinking and walking, w- walking, uh. anything like. Uh, so I, the fact that I am most of the way through this beer and you are about a third of the way through is is no surprise to me because yeah. I just I just get focused on other you focus. stuff. You're, I, I admire that in you. All right. Uh, Thank you all so much for listening to us this week. Uh, You can find us on iTunes. iTunes. Apple Podcasts, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Find us on Spotify. Find us on Anchor Podcasts. uh, Other places, presumably. Wherever you get your podcasts. You you mostly get your podcasts through Spotify and Apple. So find us there. Uh, You can also follow us on Instagram at... At Running on Tap. We're posting some of Jacqueline's... uh, her, her stress baking, some of, some of our running routes are... Yeah, uh, our, uh, our Corin Cuisine. Corin Cuisine, that's it. Uh, I've been eating well. I've been posting some of my better runs on there. It's been a great place to connect with community, honestly. Yeah, so be part of that community. Yeah. Follow us. Read Tell it, me how your runs are going. Look at our stories. Yeah. You know, I'll, maybe I'll figure out how to log into it sometime, and I'll and I'll. Yeah, I am the social media maven of this duo. Yeah, no, I'm... <laughs> do you really want me to have control of that? No. No, no. You guys want a lot of dad jokes? Dad jokes and cat pics. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, we'll see you guys next we'll week. We'll be back next week. Thank you so much for listening. Wash your hands. <laughs>